0: Thanks be to God. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Over to you, Reverend Paulson, please.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Sister Esther, a member of the online church here at All Saints Cathedral online. And uh, thank you so much for your encouraging testimony and uh, over consistently waiting on the Lord, uh, brothers and sisters on board, a good evening to us all. I'd like to thank the Lord who has given us all uh, opportunity, grace to keep the fire and the altar, especially this online altar, and especially the 6 p.m. prayer meetings. And more especially those over the weekend, keeping this fire burning, not by might, not by power, but only and only by the spirit of God. Uh, It's uh, such a joy for me to be back. It's been some good time, um, but we praise God when we have an opportunity to really wait on him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much indeed for the opportunity that you give us to wait on you. Indeed, it's not by our might, it's not by our power. Lord, this is only possible because of the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it is a prayer that as we come together this evening as Uh, fellowship as as brothers and sisters, that Lord, you will indeed speak to each one of us in your very unique ways. Lord, may you speak to our hearts. Lord, may you uh, speak a new word and then give us a new direction in all matters regarding our pursuit of you, especially uh, as we look at this subject of raising a godly posterity, Lord, teach us what it is for each one of us to take heed of this voice and the responsibilities thereof and all for the building of the kingdom. Lord, speak for we, your children, are listening in Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Uh, friends, as uh, our sister has read the text from uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, we are going to be referring to that as uh, we pray together this evening. I'd like to thank God for the ongoing Mission Week. Uh, yesterday, I had a very unique encounter as uh, the mission has moved from place to place, Sorry about that noise. As the missionaries moved from place to place, in the witnessing call, uh, one of the border people uh, gave their lives, his life to the Lord, and we praise the Lord for that. And happened to be walking within the vicinity where these missionaries were. So suddenly, I had one of them shout, "Reverend, Reverend, come here!" And I moved to them, and I was being called to lead the brother in the confession prayer as the brother confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as his Lord and his Savior. Friends, the Lord is in a move. The Lord is working. And we, as his ambassadors, are the carriers of the gospel of good news. How we pray that God will continue to work through us all for his honor and his glory. So, in this month, as we concentrate on the call to witness, it is very important, it's paramount that we think and pray for the generations ahead. The generations ahead. In our film of sharing, sent to raise a godly posterity, when we talk about posterity, we are talking about all generations for the people ahead of us you're talking about our descendants our successors our heirs the people that will come after us this could be our children this could be the children of our children this could be the products of our ministry this could be The people carrying on the church ahead of us. And in verse 2, verse 2 of Deuteronomy chapter 6, where we read, Moses says to the children of Israel, verse 2, so that you, your children, and their children's children, or their children after them, may fear the Lord your God. Praise the Lord. When we talk about posterity, we're talking about children, our children, and our children's children, we're talking about generation after generation. And a godly posterity is that that fears the Lord. It is our prayer this evening, friends, that out of our fruits, out of our labor, will come a generation, a people that fear the Lord. Let's remember, dear friends, that in his earthly ministry, Christ Jesus made people central. When he was leaving this world, his handover report was actually people. It was not buildings. It was not even building plans. It was not land titles. The Lord Jesus handed over people. He handed his authority to people, a people that he had prepared. And he said, I am living. But here, these ones will carry on the work that I've been doing, and he gave them the assurance, as you read in uh, in John chapter fourteen, verse twelve, that the things you've seen me do, you will also do, even in a greater measure, if you believe. He was speaking to people that he had invested his energies in, and is now saying unto the world. These are the people to carry on the work that I have been doing, empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus considered generations ahead of him, generations that will carry on the gospel. And there were people that he had invested his life into, his time into, all that he had. And it is these people that have brought the gospel thus far. The apostles. It is important, friends, for us here, for the church today, for every missionary, for every parent, for every prayer warrior, for every ambassador of the kingdom of God to think about people. And a question I have for us here is who are those people behind you that you'll say, God has used me to touch? And I thank God for this person. It could be a family member. It could be a mm. member in the church. It could be a student that you ministered to. It could be a person at your workplace that you ministered to. And God is working in their lives that you can go to them and say, as I ministered to you, go and minister to others. It's a kind of a chain from A to to be, to see, and it is continuous, it is giving birth, it is multiplying, it is contagious, it is carrying on. Such, friends, is the kingdom of God, and that's how the kingdom of God is growing, small as a mustard seed, but it grows in power, it grows in influence, this kingdom is enlarging, it is increasing, it is that kind of generation after generation, and army that carries on with the fear of the lord influencing lives they started as 12 they are now in millions and millions a goodly posterity dear friends you're talking about generations ahead that fear the lord and the lord jesus saw this from the beginning and invested his entire life in building people there is a chinese proverb that if you want to invest for a month or for a few months, plant vegetables. If you want to invest for a few months, five months, plant vegetables. You know, three, five months, you can harvest cabbages, you can harvest uh, some kind of nakati, you can harvest vegetables. But if you want to invest for a year, plant cereals. The Chinese proverb continues, if you want to invest for a year, plant cereals. With things like sorghum, things like millet, they may go for seven months to 12 months. Uh, They go a bit longer. And if you are uh, uh, an annual investment, you grow those annual crops, such as the cereals. The Chinese proverb continues and says, if you want to invest for five years, plant trees and those of you that have been in tree planting three to five years you you trees continue to grow it's not just that you plant and then you harvest tomorrow trees will need time but this chinese proverb ends like this that if you want to invest for a lifetime forever and ever you plant people plant people when you plant people you are going to harvest continuously that is why discipleship is very key that is why outreach is very key that is why the church that steps out of its day-to-day zone for walls and goes out out of its comfort and goes out the people such a church will carry on for generations. If you want to invest for a lifetime, plant people. The Chinese proverb goes, if you want to invest for a month, plant vegetables. If you want to invest for a year, plant cereals. If you want to invest for five years, plant trees. If you want to invest for a lifetime, plant people. In this mission month, we are saying people are critical. We are planting people we are saying people god needs you when you talk about raising a godly posterity we are saying all of us are stepping out of our comfort zone and saying we want to raise a generation a people that fear the lord them their children and their children's children praise the lord How i pray that in this meeting today that the, the 15 of us on board and, and together with the members that we have joined with will each gain a vision of raising a generation. Hallelujah. A vision of raising a people that are sold out, that are yearning, that are crying, that will never compromise their walk with the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and the entire book of Deuteronomy, in the local language, it is referred to as the second law. Uh, Luganda, Echamateka Echokubiri. Echamateka Echokubiri, the book of the second law. Basically, the first book of the law is what we see mainly in the Exodus. And we see when the law was given to Moses at Mount Sinai. In the book of Deuteronomy, there's a kind of an emphasis to what God had spoken. So the very the the, the, the the aspect of Moses calling people to, to, to reflect on what God has spoken and how they were going to live their lives in the promised land is, is what we see in Deuteronomy. And why was this emphasis important. It was important because Moses discerned that when these people reach the promised land flowing with milk and honey, as we read in this text, when everything around them has become comfortable, they are bound to forget the Lord their God. They are going to go materialistic, They'll probably go and put up buildings. They'll probably go and make business. They'll go and make money and they'll forget about planting people because God was about loving people, God was about building people. It is possible that when these people reach the promised land, the things in the promised land are going to consume them and they'll forget about their Lord. And so Moses reemphasizes this law unto them, reads this law unto them, and goes in detail to, to, to sort of explain how each of the aspects of the law were to be practiced. We won't go into the details of this, but want to see what is God saying to us today as a people living in our time today, is it possible that maybe the world today is turning materialistic? Is it possible that we have so much now enjoyed the milk and honey, the comfort of technology, the comfort of the good infrastructures around us, the comfort of the good things around us? And is it possible that today's generation could be forgetting the Lord our God? Friends, when you look at the world where the missionaries who came over to Africa came from, but when you look at their thinking today, their understanding and their practice of Scripture today, we will appreciate that they have not just forgotten their Lord, they have actually turned away from that God. We can't believe that it is the Church of England that is advancing Homosexuality is advancing the misinterpretation of the scriptures, the people that brought the gospel to Africa. Friends, when you hear of the penetration of the immorality that is coming from the Western world into our education system, we begin to ask ourselves, is the future generation going to remember the Lord our God? and so the cry for us to raise a godly posterity has never been as real as it is today because people are fast turning away from the lord raising a godly posterity takes a people that have totally been consumed with the vision and the burden to invest in people, to disciple people, to seek God's face and raise a people that are God-fearing, a God-fearing generation. What does it take? One, it takes a people today that will remember the Lord. Remember the Lord your God. Praise the Lord, remember the Lord your God. As we read in verse 12, verse 12, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Praise is the Lord. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Of course, Moses gives them a history of where they were as the children of God in the land of slavery in Egypt. He tells them when you have reached the promised land, when everything is comfortable around you, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Certainly, the land of slavery in Egypt was uncomfortable. And for each one of us here, our Egypt and slavery times were those times when we did not when we didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. When we are lost in the world and the powers of the world and the deceptions of the world and we have not confessed Jesus Christ, it is possible, friends, that when we accepted the Lord, we became so comfortable believers that we have forgotten. What the Lord did for us. And today we are saying we need to remember where God has brought us from, what the Lord has done for us. And when we remember that, we need to pass it on to other generations, to other people that are around us. Do not forget. So be careful that you do not forget what the Lord has done for you. Moses recorded the commandments, the laws as a way of reminding the future generations. Why are these laws there? To remind the future generations. Because it says in verse 20, in verse 20, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 20, in the future, when your son asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulations, the decrees, the laws, the Lord our God, has commanded you. And he says to them, Tell him, when your children ask you, What are these laws? What are these about? Tell them, We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Verse 21 of Deuteronomy chapter 6 says, Friends, that time will come when generations will question these laws and when they are questioned remember to give them an answer and the answer is they remind us what the Lord has done for us and that's why in verse 1 of chapter 6 he says to them these are the commands decrees and laws the Lord God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess so that you, your children, and their children after them, may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you so that you may enjoy long life. Praise the Lord. How do you remember the Lord? We remember the Lord by turning to the Lord's to the commands, to the decrees that build our relationship with him because they point us to what the Lord has delivered us from and point us to what the Lord wants us to continue doing. It is in our generation today, dear friends, when God is calling us to teach his word to his people, his word is a memorial, is a testimony of what God has done. The holy scriptures are a testimony of what God has done. When you read the scriptures, say God who healed Jacob, God who gave us the Lord Jesus Christ according to the scriptures, the Lord who brought the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he is alive. And with that, we have a hope to stand for today. It is The testimonies that we share with our family members, with the children before us, with the stories that we share with them that point them to the Lord. May God empower each one of us here today to be a people that will get back to our relatives and share testimonies of what the lord has done that the lord will give us a boldness to go and be his ambassadors as we speak out what the lord has done and that that way these people will be kept in the lord a godly Generation, A godly posterity, friends, continuously on a daily basis remembers what their Lord, their God has done. That is how we raise a godly posterity, continuously turning people to the Lord our God. And we see this as we read in verse 4. In verse 4. Hear O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Which ever the entire of you be consumed by the understanding of who this God is. So remember the Lord your God. And now, number two. Be consumed completely by this God, your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That we that way we are able to make our relationship with God and our love for God a lifestyle that demonstrates our godliness. And this lifestyle is demonstrated as we see in verse from verse five, and on. How is this lifestyle? In raising this godly posterity, a new lifestyle is demonstrated here. One, that these commandments I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Have these in your hearts, not just on your lips, but on your hearts. To take our relationship with God by the heart by the heart but also number seven we are to impress them on our children our sister's version said to teach them diligently to our children now listen what you teach is not just from the heart it is also from the mind It's from the mind. So we we live in a time when people have simply gone emotional about God. And you know what is just emotional in our lives? We cannot pass it on to generations because that simply ends with emotions. But what is in our minds, as the previous verse says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with your mind, you are able to even take it deeper and teach it diligently to the children those that are coming after us. The challenge here, dear friends, is that yes, we have received salvation. We shouldn't keep this salvation with us. We must teach it to other generations after us. You know, sometimes you hear people saying, you see, salvation is personal. Yes, making the decision to follow the Lord Jesus is an individual person being convinced to make that decision. After making that decision, it's no longer just for you. You must share that faith with those that are around you. And I pray this evening that every believer in every church, on the Mukuto's here, in every church in Kampala, that we all step out and begin to share our faith with those that are around us. Diligently impress this onto your children that they will be able to learn this. Take it by heart. Impart unto them the faith that you've received. Then carry on and talk about them when you sit down, when you sleep, when you are awake. The Bible says in verse seven, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up Wow, what a commitment in raising a godly generation. That we are talking about the laws and the statutes, the things that grow our relationship with God at all time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are talking about our relationship with the Lord. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, And when you lie down, when you get up, then carry on, tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, praise the Lord. Write them on your door frames of your homes, of your houses, on your gates, and I should add, they should be the stickers on your cars. This to do with our lifestyle that completely demonstrates our godliness. That whoever reads us, they see God in the picture. Praise the Lord! And as much as this doesn't talk about how we dress, and as much as this doesn't talk about how we how we express ourselves in our places of work, this is exactly it. That as believers. 24 hours a day, whoever sees us, they will begin to read the Lord Jesus Christ. But more specifically, and passing this on to the next generation, there's an aspect of we must be intentional. When you are impressing something onto the heart of another, you are intentionally doing it. We gamba I saw these missionaries yesterday as they engaged with the border border man. They will not give up. They carry on until this person confesses the Lord Jesus Christ as his Lord and his Savior. The generation we are in today has got so many things that are interrupting them in order for us to raise them as a godly generation. We are not going to give up. We are going to press on. We shall carry on sharing the love of Christ. And at this point, allow me to thank each one of us here, you people, for not giving up, whether it is 6 a.m., whether it is midday, whether it is 6 p.m., whether it is what time. As Sister did mention to us, the 24 hour prayer chain since the year 2000. Never giving up, carrying on praise the lord such is the generation today that is consumed by the love of god that will pass on this love to generations after us unless we are consumed by god's ways unless you are consumed by what god desires we forget about passing on these godly values to generations after us a people that are consumed by god's ways friends they impress what's in their heart and to their children. They talk about this God all the time in their home, in the office, in the car as they drive. Um, recently, there's, there's, there are two people, two parents that have really ministered to me. The school where our children go many times, I drop these children in the morning and I just drop them and then they get out of the car and then I also rush off. But I have noticed this, this, this week ending, two parents and there's a father and a mother. This father gets into the parking and leads the children in prayer. I think they also study one or two verses. And then the children move out of the car. I saw that twice and God said something to my heart. Then after that, I saw another parent, a mother. I saw her get into the parking. I saw her lead her children in prayer. And in fact, I even had them uh, share a scripture. And I remember I was rushing to another meeting. But as I rushed off, something hit me. Reverend Paulson, don't just drop your children at school. Lay hands on them. Pray with them. Commit that day to them. For me, yes, we pray at home before we leave, but sometimes it can be a rushed prayer. When you reach somewhere... Are you going to observe a moment that even the people in the parking, the people in the market, the people in the office, they will say, yes, this kind of faith we are talking about in chapter six is visible out there. People are seeing it. So it's no longer salvation is just about me. My salvation is personal. It is in my heart. No, it has to come out of your heart of our hearts and must be seen time has come friends for salvation to walk out of all saints cathedral to walk out of St. John's and to walk out of Watoto Church to walk out of Christ the King to walk out of these places and get onto the streets and people say that is salvation praise the Lord that is how we are going to raise a godly generation and when we remember the Lord our God and are consumed <coughs> by the Lord our God. Guess what? That is the beginning of true prosperity. Praise the Lord. The beginning of true prosperity is a life that is consumed in the Lord. As we read again in verse 24 of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 24. I'll read this for us. The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God, so that we might always prosper. Hallelujah. When we fear the Lord our God, then we shall always prosper true prosperity starts with the people fearing the lord their god we started by talking about how the fear of the lord has vanished out of the world today moses is telling the children of israel when you reach the promised land do not forget the lord your god fear the lord your god and then you'll have the true prosperity and you'll be kept alive, true life, is in when we continue to remember the Lord our God. And if we are careful to obey all this law before the Lord our God as he has commanded us, that will be our righteousness. Hallelujah. Righteousness that comes through obedience to the law, to the work of the Lord. We have are people today that have abandoned the scriptures and they think that they are walking in godliness. We are told it is in obedience of the law that we bear true righteousness. And Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Why is this very important, dear friends? Because let's talk about a godly godly posterity, The, the, The future generation, as we can see from today, is a generation that is consumed not by God's ways, but by materialism. As we can see from social media, as we can see from all aspects of media and public aspects around us, people are consumed with the things of the flesh of the world. And we are saying we need to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. That our Zoom meetings, uh, our, our Twitter discussions, our TikTok videos and all those communications are showing that people that are consumed by God's kingdom, the things of God, seeking God first, and all these other things shall be added unto us. Friends, true life is. In we walking obediently with the Lord and remembering him. And that is where the life today, the life in future is going to come from. For Jesus came in John chapter 10 verse 10, that we may have life and have this life in abundance. As we read also in Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse verse 2 where we read. So that you, your children and their children after them may fear the Lord, your God, as long as you live by keeping all these decrees that I give you. So that you may enjoy long life, long life for each one of us, long life, a peaceful life, a healthy life is going to come through a people that fear, that honor. The Lord, Friends, in raising a godly prosperity, it is important for us to point people to this God. And it is we today that are alive that should be consumed by this God, the understanding of who God is, that when the people there see us, they want to be attracted to this God. It is a generation coming ahead of us, a lot of materialism before us. People are seeking life in the things of this world. But true life is an understanding of who God is, is in the obedience of our Lord, is in the service of our God. And in that true life, the service of the Lord, being obedient to the scriptures, then shall we live a long life. Praise the Lord. How I pray that indeed each one of us today will arise with a burden, and a vision to raise a people, to mentor a people, to disciple a people that will carry on the work of the Lord. When Jesus was living this world, his hand of a file was people. His investment was people. And the people that he raised then put up every ah, other wealth that we have today, seeking God first and his righteousness and all these things, Will be added to us. How we pray that we raise a generation that will seek God first. And such are the people that have the word of God impressed on their hearts. People that are a product of daily talk at home in the offices. When they wake up, the word of God. Who tie the word of God all around them. Who memorize, meditate, and live on the word of God. This is the kind of a people that will carry on the work of Christ now and forever. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you speak to us and you cause us to arise to the need for us to raise up godly people, a God-fearing people. Lord, we ask that you forgive us here because many times we can be taken by the and be consumed by the things of this world. But as you read Deuteronomy, we see you calling us to break free of all these materialistic things around us and and, and be consumed by a new lifestyle, a lifestyle in Christ Jesus. And such is the lifestyle that is going to minister to the people that are around us, to generations that are ahead of us. Lord, the entire world has turned away from you. How we pray that you'll give us a boldness today, that you'll give us a desire today, you'll give us a passion today to advance your work, to advance the kingdom of Christ, to advance your righteousness, to point people to true life that is in you not in the things that are around us. How we pray, Lord, that you break the powers of materialism that are around us. Lord, we've made uh, things like money we've made, things like the wealth of this world as our gods today. How we pray, King of Kings, that by your power and your grace, you enable us to break free from such temptations and from such materialistic desires and be a people that you for each person, Lord, you raise a that only their families, our own biological children. They brought to us our workmates, Lord, our family members, our neighbors. That Lord, when they see us, they all will turn ongoing mission week mission month to you that lord as many as have been reached that lord they will turn to you that you'll use them as ambassadors turning many people back to you lord be exalted and magnified in christ jesus we pray amen 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 Amen.
1: Thank you so much, Reverend Paulson. Members, can we receive this word that has been delivered to us as the living word of God? Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the word that has been spoken to us. We thank you for your servant who has delivered it clearly with simplicity that we have no excuse that we did not understand. We pray that you bless him, bless his family, bless his ministry and enrich him more and more. Give him the boldness, the courage, the resilience to continue speaking the truth, nothing but the truth for your honor and glory. And for us who have received your word, Father, we pray that you shine your light in our hearts, your torch, oh, Father, that as we reflect on this word, Father, may it lighten up, light up the dark spots in us, that as we continue meditating on it, Lord, we shall resolve to turn back completely to you and be consumed In our relationship and love for you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Someone confirm that you're listening to me. Okay. Amen. Amen. Uh, Thank you so much, Reverend Paulson. The message has been delivered to us, dear brethren, with clarity, with simplicity. It's our, my prayer that we reflect on this word as we take on a few prayer points, and we make a recommitment from the challenge that has been shared with us, raising a godly posterity with knowledge that a posterity is a people ahead of us, our children, our grandchildren. The believers in the church, do we have a burden to raise them up? Some of us have given up on our children. Some of us cannot speak directly to our children. I pray that as we have heard, may we repent. May the Lord help us to refocus our attention to the children, especially in this generation, where the fear of the Lord has been converted to have no meaning, to have no purpose. The fear of the Lord is defined by the world. May the Lord help us. And I want us to take a few prayer points to recommit our lives to the Lord and ask him to open our eyes To see clearly what can we do, especially as we speak to our children, praying for our grandchildren and fellow believers in church. Today, there are very many people who come to church, but they have not made a personal decision to walk with the Lord. They have remained churchgoers, religious. Some are in the choirs. Some are ushers. But when you ask them, Do you, did you take Jesus Christ as your personal savior? I have one in my church. When you talk about salvation, she says, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm comfortable where I am. And that is in the choir. May the Lord help us. And I request that we all unmute and pray to receive and to recommit ourselves to the Lord. Let us repent where we have become comfortable because we have drunk enough milk and honey and forgotten that we still need to do work for the Lord to graze a godly posterity. Together, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this evening as parents, as aunties, As grandparents, Father, forgive us where we have resorted to complaining and given our children to children of this generation. We keep saying the children of these days don't listen. The children of these days don't understand. The children of these days are stubborn. We have declared negatively upon our children. We have declared negatively upon our grandchildren, we have spoken negatively upon the children in the streets, and we have not taken any steps to share the love of God, to remind them where the Lord brought us from. Forgive us, O Father, where we have become comfortable, in our little corners, in our little homes, we have built walls, some of us have put um, CCTV cameras, oh Lord, where we see who is coming and we allow in whom we feel should is worthy. Forgive us, oh Lord, for locking out people who need you more. The orphans, the widows, the needy, the aliens, people whom we could reach out, who fear to come through our wall fences. Father, forgive us. Forgive us, oh Father where we have not feared you as we ought to forgive us, O Lord. We come and pray that as we are this evening, Father, may you quicken our hearts, revive us once more, O Lord. Put a burden in each of us, O Lord, that we shall sleep tonight, thinking when we go to church tomorrow, at least each one of us should share this gospel Share the message of salvation with the person who sits next to us. Lord, we even fear to speak to strangers in church We want to flock with the people we know. Forgive us, O Father, and we pray that tomorrow you will burden each one of us at least to greet a stranger and be bold enough to share salvation. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we have prayed. Amen. Amen amen I want us to take two more prayer responses. then I can hand over to the clergy. The next one I want us to pray about uh, is the love of the Lord in our hearts. I know that many people have grown cold because of the challenges, because of the cares around us. Uh, Reverend Paulson told us that uh, from Matthew 6:33 that we seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things shall be added unto us. But uh, we seem to have taken it the other way around, that we seek the things of this world and bring the money to church and then we shall be blessed. We have forgotten to seek the kingdom of God. We have forgotten uh, to be consumed completely in the love of God. We have even forgotten that it's God who gives us the ability to create the wealth. We think we must work so hard. No wonder when it is time for fellowship, many can't even remember because we are so consumed in so many things, seeking the things of this world and bringing the kingdom of God as number two or number three in our priority list. May we bring repentance and ask the Lord to help our minds to be reversed again, to seek the kingdom first, and then all these other things will be added unto us, and so we shall have true prosperity. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks, we give you praise. For your word says that the children you love, you rebuke them, you correct them, and your word says, that we should not be like the mule in Psalm 32. We should not be like a mule who needs a brittle to be directed to the, uh, to the path, but we should be willing to turn back to the path to walk in the fear of you. Father, I pray that as we've heard your word, oh, Father, we bring repentance where we have been consumed in seeking the things of this world. And brought you a secondary of Father. Many of us have even thought we can pay money for people to pray for us. Restore us, O oh Father, that we may find favor in your sight, that our eyes may be opened, that our hearts shall be aligned again, be humbled before you to seek the kingdom, and all these other things shall be added on us. This we pray through Jesus Christ our Lord amen and finally we are going to pray for our children that the lord will open our eyes some of us don't even know who our children are anymore we do not even know their friends we do not know what they spend time on especially on the gadgets the phones the tablets, the laptops that we've given them, and we buy the data. And so we have given them to the hand of the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Most of our children have been destroyed in our own houses, through our own financing. May the Lord forgive us, and may the Lord help us to have a discerning spirit and be able to read our children. Reverend Paulson reminded and told us how he prays with his children every morning. Some of us wake up in such a hurry that we don't even have time to pray in the car because we are running late to drop children to school, to report to our places of work. And yet even five minutes, waking up earlier, five minutes just to pray with our children, to tell them a a verse, from the Bible could make a difference. and may the Lord help us from today to plan our time to involve fellowship and speaking the word, because they are we read in Deuteronomy chapter six, O Lord, and the word says that the word that you have heard today, tell it to your children, teach them when you sit down. When you lie down, when you wake up, all the time, speak it. Many times we have not done it. May the Lord help us. And let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our failure to teach our children, to speak to them, to share our testimony with them, to remind them that what we have now is a gift from you. Father, we pray that from now on, give us the boldness to speak to our children. Give us the courage to share our testimony where our testimony has been corrupted through our actions, through our ways. Father, we pray that you forgive us, help us to turn back to you in repentance that you may redefine us, forgive us, And renew our testimony, help us to share our testimony by word, by action, that our children will see Christ in us, that we shall be the Bible that they read day after day. And the word of the Lord shall precede food in our homes. It shall guide our path always. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we have prayed. Amen.